Welcome to Restore a Child. Restore a Child provides for the basic needs of orphans and underprivileged children. We accomplish this by providing protection, nutrition, education, and health care. Our goal is to help children develop into productive adults. Welcome again. I'm your host, Ed Turner. It's our privilege today to have the founder and president of Restore a Child with us today, Norma Nashed. Norma, thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule, spending some time with us so we get to know you a little better. Start right now by telling us where this all started. Where are you from? Where were you born? Thank you. I was born in a small town near Jerusalem, Ramallah, and, uh, but I grew up in Jordan. How old were you when you moved to Jordan? I was a few months old. Oh, a few months old. So basically, you consider yourself a Jordanian. Yes. Yeah. So what are your earliest recollections in Amman, Jordan? Yes, I remember when I was maybe five, six years old, and uh, we were living in a very poor area, and we had only one room, home, without a bathroom and without a kitchen. Uh, at age 10, I had to walk three miles in the morning and three miles in the evening back home because we could not afford to ride the bus. Not only that, after school, my sister and I, she was 11, I was 10, we had to clean the school to pay for our Christian education. Then walk three miles back home in the rain, in the snow, without boots, without coats, getting soaked wet. And how big was your family? We were uh, seven kids and my parents. So, so we seven in- kids and your parents living in one room, yes. sleeping in the same room, eating in the same room, I assume bathing in the same room. It's incredible. Somewhere I've read that uh, you, you literally were an orphan in those early years. Yes, I, was, I became an orphan, but not for, for too long, because an American missionary family took me to their home, and they had moved from Jordan to Beirut, Lebanon, and they paid for my education, and they, you know, I was their daughter. I called them mom and dad. Dr. Robert Darnell and his wife. Mm-hmm. How old were you then? I was 14. 14. Before we get into that story, Beirut, I want to get back to that. Uh, tell me when you earlier, like when you were 12, what were you doing? When I was, was 12, I was already a leader. And my mom was a leader in the church. And so she mentored me. And uh, I started reaching out to the children in the community because... I was happy to go to church and pray and sing. And I wanted to, t- to teach them what I was learning. So I started uh, inviting kids once a week. And I would invite 12 and teach them and sing and pray with them. Then send them home and bring 12 more kids. It was, you know, the best thing I I did at that age. So you were starting ministry at a very early age. Yes. Four kids. And it it hasn't left your soul to this day, has it? No. Yeah. And then also at age 12, my neighbor 
our landlord knew that I started learning French and I was very good in French. And so she asked me to teach her son French. And uh, for that, then we didn't have to pay rent. Instead of giving me money, we, she, we didn't have to pay rent for two years. I paid rent for the home. So you're also teaching at a very early age. Yes. Yeah. So jumping back up to age 14, um, Darnell family took you in as a family member. You moved up to uh, Lebanon, to Beirut, and you went through high school there? Yes. And also started at the, there's a university there. Two right? years of college, yes. Two years of college. Yes. What caused you to leave after two years? Uh, my mom. My mom could not sew anymore. Her sight, she was losing losing her eyesight. And she told me, you have to come and help me raise you know, your siblings. So I left my college education. I had two years. And I went to help my family. Okay. What kind of work did you do when you went back to Amman? Oh, that was the best job. <laughs> I landed a plush job, a very you know, sought-after job for the president and chairman of the Jordanian Airlines, who also, he, he was the one who established the airline. We had no aeronautic engineers in Jordan. He was Lebanese, but a political asylum. And uh, he started the Jordanian Airlines with the order of the king. And he was a personal advisor to the late King Hussein of Jordan. Mm -hmm. And whose son now is king, correct? Yes, yeah. his son is Abdullah, yeah. King Abdullah. Yeah. So how long did you work for Royal Jordanian Airlines? And did you just stay in Amman or did you travel around? No, I moved around. Uh, I worked for 10 years mm -hmm. for Jordanian Airlines. Some of that time was spent in Egypt, is that correct? In Egypt, in Kuwait, mm -hmm. and Jordan. And, uh, you know, I worked for uh, non-Christians who respected my religion. They say the women in the Middle East are not treated well. It's not true. I was treated very well. And then I was promoted to sales promotion manager. I had, they treated me very well. So in the whole time there, you were supporting your family back home in Amman. Mm -hmm. And um, your mother, she was beginning to lose her eyesight, correct? Yes, she eventually became blind. Mm -hmm. So what changed all of a sudden after 10 years? Oh, by the way, an interesting thing that I read about you was that uh, you were one of the first women to ever take flying course in, in Jordan. Yes. Well, uh, the late King Hussein of Jordan was a pilot himself, mm -hmm. and he was interested in, uh, you know, starting a school for pilot training in Amman, Jordan. And, of course, my boss is the only aeronautic engineer in Jordan. And so they started the school, but uh, they had no funds to pay for somebody to do the work for them, like office manager. So I offered to do, you know, I always like to help people. So I offered to give my services free. And for two years, I did that. So they asked me, what can we do for you? I said, train me to be a pilot. Mm -hmm. Because I couldn't afford. It was very expensive to, to learn to fly. And so I learned to fly. I mean, started, but then I was interrupted by the war, and I didn't finish. Which was a major upset in that region. Mm -hmm. So what happened at that point? Then, at that point, I... 
I came to the States for a visit and found it too liberal for me. <laughs> so I went back to Jordan. So eventually you moved to the United States permanently, applied for a visa, correct? And it happened rather quickly, if I remember right. Yes. And um, where did you work over here? I worked for Griggs University. It's a distance education learning. And uh, they were creating uh, intermediate English, ESL, for... Uh, it's English as a second language. Yes. Yeah. And they were creating that targeted to the Middle East. And they needed somebody who knew Arabic and the culture. So they invited me to join them. And I did as a sounding board. But uh, they found out that I could do more. So they trained me to start writing, you know, some of the course, the, you know, exercises. And so I was one of the authors and working with four linguists from Georgetown University. There you go. Four linguists from Georgetown University working with an Arabic woman that had two years of college. And you were, I'm sure, the boss, weren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh... So in the meantime, somewhere back in your mind was always this need to be kind to and rescue children. That's been part of your life. And even your own personal experience and your background, I'm sure, added to that. How did you get started with Restore a Child? Well, after I came here, after a few years, actually after 11 years, I got cancer. And so I knew right, right away that my life is not just about me working for myself. And I wanted to help children around the world. So I quit my job and started this ministry for orphan children and poor children. So from very humble beginnings, and by the way, folks, still very humble office space. If you could uh, visit Restore a Child, uh, Norma works in her own home. Her overhead is very low compared to most non-for-profits. So from very humble beginnings, and by the way, folks, if you were to visit her office today, you would still find it a humble environment because she keeps her overhead very low. And from that, she's been able to build an organization that has rescued over 4,000 children in 15 countries with 22 projects. Norma, how did you do that? I think it was God. There's no way I can do that alone. I just started with uh, two children in my country of Jordan who could not pay for their education. And then went to Egypt, from there to Pakistan, and to Ethiopia, and to, you know, Indonesia, Thailand. I worked wherever I could find somebody that I knew and I could trust to find for me the needy children to help. And then we started, you know, building schools and building homes and doing agriculture for sustainability and uh, just growing. And she's still going strong, you know, from, from all that hard work. It's really paid off. Uh, if you could just see some of the pictures of the buildings that are being constructed, some of the uh, children that are being rescued, it would move your heart. Norma, the last question I want to ask you is, why do you really care for children? Well, children are innocent. Children, you can impact their life. They are like fertile soil and willing to learn and adapt. 
And so if we give them a chance, these children will be the future leaders of any country, of any nation. And here in the USA, let's not miss, miss this. We can be a safer country and a better country if we take the kids from the streets overseas who are on the streets and are targets to terrorists, and they will be exported here. If we take them out, give them a chance, they will impact their communities, their countries, and the world. And we will be a safer country, not only for us, for our children. So these are the future engineers, leaders, doctors, lawyers, only if we give them a chance. By the way, folks, uh, in a few weeks, Norma's heading down to the island of Haiti for a five-week trip to feed, construct, clothe, educate, uh, some very, very needy children there. Norma, I want to say thank you very much for spending your time with us. And folks, if you'd like to drop Norma a line by email, her email address is norma at restoreachild.org. 